Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly. Take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and in today's Conditional Release Program, the cookers have had their asses handed to them in the South Australian election, <sighs> sucked in, which they will undoubtedly claim is pure election fraud, straight from the Dominion voting machine, <laughs> smartmatic. It's a crime against humanity, and everyone in Adelaide must hang immediately. But no, actually, don't head down at Bunnings just yet, because the no, party formerly yet. known as the Liberal Democrats might just snatch an upper yeah. house seat yet. It is going to be a miracle, but it might Maybe. happen. Preferences are going to be whispered for days. But if they don't, oh, fuck, whack out a power pass and buy some rope. I mean, someone's got to pay. <laughs> well, thank you, Joel. And I thank you particularly because you've just said your name, not knowing I've secretly copyrighted it oh, by sending oh. myself a fax so I know it's legit. Oh, yeah. Every time you or anybody else for that matter says it, it's 500 large coming my way. Send yourself an invoice payable to me, Joel Hill, copyright. Wait a minute. I just said it. Uh, do I have to pay myself half a mil? Yeah, I think you can owe that to yourself, mate. Maybe pay in rubles. It's very confusing, and we're going to talk about copywriting names a bit later in the show, but uh, we'd better park it for now mm-hmm. and get the show underway with the Condition Release Program's weekly news. Voters have handed out a thumping, booting the Marshall Liberal government from power in the South Australian election on 19 March and installing a Labor government led by Peter Malaskis. Uh, now, while votes are still being counted, Labor is predicted to have a huge majority in the lower house, projected to win 24 seats, the Libs 14 and Independents 5. Uh, the outgoing Premier, Stephen Marshall's seat of Dunstan, remains in doubt with Marshall holding a tiny weeny lead. 50, mm. zero, 50 point, sorry, sorry, 50 point. Three zero, Malcolm Roberts sized. Yeah, to a four, to a forty nine point seven at the moment at the current count. Uh, Labor has enjoyed a huge lift in its primary vote. This is the take home message: up eight mm-hmm. percent on the twenty eighteen election, and the two party preferred will reveal a swing towards it somewhere in the six to eight percentile. Oof. So big stuff if that was if that uh, came across federally. Oh, big the Labor win means that New South Wales Premier is Peter Melanowskis, as friend of the podcast and cartoonist Fiona Katowskis declared, it is the beginning of a Lithuanian takeover of Australian politics. And it actually follows a fine tradition of state premiers with confusing and difficult to pronounce <laughs> surnames. I love this. I mean, just try and spell Palaszczuk in your head right now. Go on. Where's the Z go? And why is it there in the first place? Like, Well, you've misspelled it. You've misspelled it on the script, Charles. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. I'm going to double check that later. Uh, yeah, there's a, pal- there's a palindrome for this, but um, oh, or a mnemonic oh, for this. Uh, palindrome Sydney, you. Sydney Zoo. Um, oh, I did get it wrong. Yeah. See? See? Anyway. anyway. never mind. It's really, it is really tricky. I'm just proud of the fact that we vote for people that we can't say the names yes. of. Most, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Berejiklian, for God's sake, like, that's a mess. But, hey. It's very phonetic, though. It's actually quite it easy is. to spell, uh, just phonetically, Berejiklian. But it is. Alice it does a. give us that break. Dark. 
Palaszczuk's a nightmare. And Malinowskis, I'll get that right, Malinowskis is kind of not too bad, but... Um, but it's still, it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. Look at us. It got us into a tizzle. Congratulations go to uh, Labor and Peter Malinowskis. The result is an ominous one for the Morrison government and like clockwork, Morrison ministers queued up to declare the election was fought only on state issues. Oh, yeah, fuck off. There was Burma, there was Greg Hunt and Rustin this morning coming out. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. You, you can't oh, read anything into this oh, uh, no. other than, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the South Australian Liberal government is completely under the shambles and, uh, and, and South Australians have, have tipped them out. I must say, though, South Australia really is a, a, a Labor. Yeah, a, a labor traditionally. State. You know, yeah. it, it is yeah. very, certainly. Going back uh, from about the seventies onwards, prior to that was 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 pretty much a liberal state. Uh, in the lower house, Fon Pauline Hanson's One Nation received two point five percent of the vote, and mm. the Lib Dems zero point one zero of the vote. But both parties did not have candidates sitting in many seats. Yeah, it averages out, so seat. it's like yeah. And so that uh, that obviously drops your your, your primary vote. Down in percentage of primary vote down. Yeah, but in the upper house, the news is a little, but not much better. Where Fon and Lib Dems received four point two—that's Fon—and three point five percent for the Lib Dems uh, of the vote counted thus far. With those figures set to shrink, and let me just explain how that will happen because the minor parties don't really have a setup for postal voting, don't really have the resources to be able to assist people with postal voting. Yeah, okay. And so that the big, the majors do, and so you'll find that as those postal votes start getting counted, that that vote will start to shrink a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So look, uh, you know, there is some suggestion that the Lib Dems or Fine might get a. Uh, an upper house seat. It's still possible, but yeah. it, it looks less likely. Uh, the way to figure this out in the South Australian uh, sphere is a quota is worth about 85,000 votes. Yeah. And so they would need that with preferences, and so that complicates things a bit. They would need that with preferences to get one in, in really at the moment or as of last night when I last looked, Lib Dems were sitting on 4,000 votes, 4,000 primary votes. So, you know, they've got a long way to go. It's possible. I would say not likely. Not but, likely, um, but possible. Some of the Some of the CEFs have suggested it's a possibility, and I make it a habit of not going against the CEFs because they do tend to know what they're talking Talking about. They do. They do. For the cookers and the freedom shriekers, freedom! It was a disaster. A reignite democracy Australia who issued several detailed recommendations on who to yeah, vote for. that's their thing now. Found South Australians don't much like being told what to do from grifting cynics who don't care for democracy because it makes a mockery of their nonsense and where their millions are behind us sort of rhetoric formed on the basis of hysterical crowds calculations of protests come against actual voters and yes. millions of them. There's not millions of people at your protest, but there's yeah. millions of voters. And in That's reality... Right. 1.7 million in, in South out. Australia for a start. But, mm. of course, the thing is, is that... No, 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 no. This is all fraud. The entire thing is fraud. And the whole <laughs> thing has been busted open by fucking Sharon Cousins, who brought something to Monica Smith's attention, which made her release this bizarre video where she opens this piecework disclaimer about how she's simply presenting information and, you know, like not disseminating just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Oh, yeah, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> so, you know, she insists she use a pen, which is this dopey, ridiculous concept they, they, because they think that, like, election officials are going to, like, use a rubber to erase the original <laughs> vote and replace it or something. 
Have you ever actually used a fucking eraser, Monica? The pencil leaves a mark. It leaves a mark. It's, if they're going to use pen, there's always liquid paper. There's, you know, there's ways around this. You, know? you can always fucking tell when someone erases a number and changes it. You really can. And yeah, that's yeah. what happened to my my contracts exam paper. Fuck you, Alex Kuklik. Yeah, I'll never forget that. And this is one of the many injustices that I've faced in my time. You South Wales police. <laughs> all right, all Alex right, Kuklik. all right. Back Look, to Monica. I am. I have been persecuted. Anyway, okay, yeah. So back to other persecuted people like Monica. Yes. This is great. She explains how to write a one and a seven to ensure the number can't be sort of flipped around and mistaken, which is so ridiculous. Like, what's the chance that, like, the deep state's preferred candidate is just going to happen to be at seven and everyone's going to vote one and they're going to go, oh, no, 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 that's the one. Fuck off. It's just don't embarrassing. Forget, don't like, forget that a five is is a fat man with a hat on. You yes, have to exactly. put the hat on him uh, and, and actually you have to put that horizontal line on the seven in the European way, which is that's, actually only counted properly in French presidential elections. No, that's not quite true. Well, no, no, um, that's, that's, that's a Monica Smith yeah. classic right there. But the thing is, man, like, you know, this is ridiculous. Telling people how to do one and sevens is just so desperate. I like the more fanciful election fraud theories, but we'll get to those. So Monica also discovers that you're allowed to cross out a vote and correct it on the ballot paper. You know, like you can request another one, but yes, you, can you can also just correct it. In the federal election, you can't actually do that. You're required to ask for a new ballot. Holy shit. We have just cracked the fucking case. And she oh, yeah. actually, like, this yeah. is alarming to her. There's differences between the Australian Electoral Commission and the Electoral Commission of South Australia. This is oh fucking headline news. So Monica accidentally discovered federalism and the fact that states have their own rules at elections. New South Wales has optional preferencing. It must be fraud, fraud! Monica. Oh! <laughs> it's fraud because we only got 3% of the vote. It must be fraud. Just get fucked. Just go away. So imagine how many ballot papers they would need to modify to change the election result. I mean, it's, it's fucking huge. Scrutinies would notice because like, I've done it. It's pretty fucking, you know, there's a lot of scrutinizing going on. But yep. it's not about that. All it is is just about making people irrationally angry. That's her yes, job. That's right. It's yeah. her, that's her bread and butter. But she then claims that this Sharon character, this is no, such Sharon. bullshit. Electoral expert Sharon. Ugh, she brought this to the Electoral Commission's attention and they were shocked and they were going <laughs> to look into it. No, that didn't my happen. God. That did no. not happen. That's just, made up. That didn't happen. made up. Did not happen. But this leads Monica into doing this plug for her whole how to vote campaign. It's like half the video. This is reestablishing her original grift as being basically like Roger Stone from Wish and trying to <laughs> you know, gain clout and cash for influencing elections, but not in the illegal way, just in the way that she can casually get Aldi bags of money for it. It's a, a, a pea brain scheme that's not going to work. No. It's too fucking late, Monica. Nobody's listening to you anymore. They want Bozy. They don't want ridiculous claims about ones and sevens and the <laughs> policy about correcting voting mistakes. They want Dominion, they want Smartmatic, and they want White Hats. Voting doesn't even work because democracy is dead. Yeah, God right. is going to intervene and install Bozy, and then we're all sweet, right? That's like that's the plan. There's, there's going to be five billion of us. Basically, Monica, the moral of the story is you're not crazy enough. You did this. You created this monster, and now they've out-crazied you. What are you going to fucking do about it? What are you going to do? Yeah, tough times. Tough times for oh. uh, uh, the RDA. Great and on the head. socials, RDA merely posted a tweet showing Labor's huge majority of seats, declaring it was, and I quote, a shame. A shame. Good brevity. Real brevity. Why do you hate democracy, Monica? Yeah. In truth, Monica's mask slipped a bit with that tweet because it revealed what we all knew. Monica isn't really an independent voice. 
She loves the Liberals and hates Labor. It's actually in the title. She's planning to reignite democracy, which is to set it on fire. <laughs> well, I mean, we should have seen this coming, right? But from the right. But from the right. Yes. And 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 her early connections come from the Victorian Liberal Party anyway. Everyone knows that. Well, of course they fucking um, do. For the Libertarian Lib Dems, it was a train wreck too. Well, you know, while they might, just might win an upper house seat in, yeah. in the USA Parliament, it's uh, worth remembering that this will be the Lib Dems' last election where they can use the name or the word Liberal. Oh. As determined by the High Court just yeah. a few weeks ago. What a shame. They're, they're going to have to come up with something else, and that means they can't count on votes from donkey voting liberals who can't read. A and surprising percentage. It's quite most a few of them. their votes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. All up, the Cooker vote came to less than 4% in the lower house Aww. in South Australia, and around 8% in the upper house, not yeah. enough to get a senator at a federal election. Could be worse. A long way short. Almost um, sort of you need to double that to get one. A Lib Dem and Freedom guy John Ruddick tweeted up saying Freedom Parties had won 12% of the upper house votes. Still not enough to get it a senator in, in a half Senate election, but it was only 12 if you count family first, who aren't cookers. Churchy weirdos, maybe, but not cookers. Most of their preferences went to Labor as well. So, I mean, like. Yeah, they weird. do. They I, do heavily favour. You know, that. it's sort of 50 50 split anyway. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. So, look, this is basically Monica's last chance to make RDA into this lobbying group she initially plan before things got kind of idea. out of control. It was a good idea at the time. It was a good idea and then it got weird <laughs> it and that was, was your never, own fault. It was never a good idea. Oh, dude. I mean, Mailing she, list she of worth money. She political, political party nomination and she actually went through the process of obtaining money from members to yeah. do that and then thought, wow, you know, then then I'm actually going to have to put myself put my name on a ballot. <laughs> And watch with grave disappointment when a thousand people of a hundred thousand in a, in a federal electorate voted for and actually abide by regulations. This is why we went with hey, let's try lobbying. I mean, we'll try lobbying. Let's be a lobbyist. Yeah, it's embarrassing. She went from basically lobbyist to RDA party back to lobbyist because everything is too hard for Mon Mon. She freaks out at the best times. But look, yeah. let's just say, see you later, Mon Mon. Goodbye, Alfidusan. <laughs> Come back with an extensive hanging policy yeah, and maybe we'll talk because no one cares about your weird, petty attempts to look intelligent on camera and influence elections. It's not cool. It's not interesting. It's sad. Either hang everyone or stay home. Yeah, and in other local cooker news, we have had yet another round of protests which have been attended by an absolute handful of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, no um, one. And, so, and that handful might, might have been affected by leprosy. They've been very, very <laughs> small. All numbers around the country. I think Perth had some reasonable numbers uh, yesterday. I think so. Uh, They're still fresh out of the there mandates There were complaints and stuff, about so, you Melbourne, know. you know, the, the capital of cookerdom. Yes. Uh, because, uh, you know, basically cricket team turned up there. And uh, no one wants to take responsibility <laughs> for it. Everyone's like, I didn't organise this. It wasn't me. It was someone else. And it's just, yeah, they're all turning <laughs> on each other as usual. Yeah, and interesting, the organisers have all sort of backed off. It's just kind of like the the, the rank and file, the hardcore. And, and oh, yeah. as we've said over and over again, the the heights of the anti-lockdown marches are going to fizzle into a small but militant group of ultra-pilled people. Yeah. People are essentially pilled beyond repair. Yeah, you can't fix these people. And, I mean, look, they're still delusional. They're still planning on having a Canberra convoy with 20,000 cars on yeah. Wednesday. Like, 20,000 million cars. Why would you say 20,000? That's crazy. <laughs> say 2,000. It's still dumb, but, like, at least it's, like, not 
ridiculous. But look, this is what has happened to Canberra. It's turned into a little weird Australia One cult where Bosie and his militant weirdo mates who stand there cross-armed like they're going to shoot someone, they turn up and tell these sexually violent fantasy stories to a gullible crowd of Mm. gasping idiots. And look, this time he's decided that Peter Singer, an ethicist and philosopher who used to be at Sydney Uni, now calls us shit at Princeton. He's a bit of a shit stirrer. He was given an award by Julia Gillard, which of course means they're basically the same person. They're in massive cahoots and there's a massive conspiracy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look, I've heard him say this a couple of times, that that Julia Gillard is, you know, basically, and Peter Singer are cast from the same cloth. Ditch the Uh, witch. And and he talks about uh, Singer receiving an AO, which, of course, he never has. That's for for the first thing. Singer, I think, did receive honours some years ago, uh, um, um, a member of the Order of Australia, so the the lower level of it. Uh, And, of of course, that wasn't awarded by Julia Gillard. <laughs> I no. mean, the, the honours uh, are awarded by a committee attached to and overseen by the Office of the Governor-General. Are they all so reptiles, no, though? Absolutely. The connection with Gillard is just really, na- it's just really nasty, actually. Yeah. It's just, it's 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 defamatory at best. It's fucking oh, pathetic. outrageously defamatory and really one of those things. Well, you go on and tell, you won't go on to tell our listeners what uh, Bozzy has been saying. Singer has, according to Bozzy, decided that children should not be granted personhood until two years old, which means apparently you can kill them, you can have sex with them, and you can eat them. He actually fucking said that in front of a crowd of people. He said it twice. He yeah. said it twice. And, and and on the first occasion where he had a gaggle of elderly women in front of him going, ooh, ooh, that's horrible, he actually he said it as if it was actual law. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 you know, those people up there have, have created these laws, which yeah. means you can kill them, you can have sex with them, you can eat them, as if the laws of murder and infanticide have been wiped clean. And even then, what mind, when faced with this sort of ethical hypothetical about, say, personhood of children is taken away, immediately decides that the three best things we're about to start doing en masse is killing him, fucking him, and eating him. Uh, that means you're sick in the head. Yeah, it does. It means he is a really, really sick puppy. If it was legal to kill children, I wouldn't kill, eat, or fuck them. Just saying. I just wouldn't. Fucking hell. So, of course, this dopey crowd does a full Joe Rogan and makes his collective gasp of surprise. Oh, my God. How could this be true? Oh, my God. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not true. That's why. But they just lap it up. And okay, so the comments are based on the work of Peter Singer, who has these ideas about infant personhood and the limit the theoretical rights of an infant before two years old. He's got a weird thing about them knowing about the future and planning and shit. It's academic. We could debate that shit. But what it absolutely is not is evil Julia Gillard planning to make it legal to fuck, eat, and kill babies. She's not even Prime Minister anymore. What are you talking about? Peter Singer is not a parliamentarian. No. What? They're not not making laws. God damn it. But the thing is, right, like people believe this shit. That's the problem. It's not that he's saying it. It's that people believe it. I'm just going to say this as a bit of opinion here. He wants to tar women as being murderous whores. That's his his thing here. This is is exactly what Bozzy is. Bozzy hates women. Fucking A. He absolutely does. Who hurt him? That's the question. That is the question here. What's that? What's his origin story? Who hurt Bozy to the point where he just went this fucking crazy yeah. that he needs to basically start misogynistic, murderous rants in front of crowds of idiots? I just don't get it. But this kind of satanic panic bullshit is going to end really badly. It always does. Someone mm. always ends up shooting a preschool or something. And like, where are the police? It is astounding that this man is allowed to drum up this kind of hysteria, this dangerous hysteria, and then walk around just 
like he's oh, I'm just I'm just having a chat, guys. I'm just having a chat. This guy needs to absolutely be locked up. No question. Absolutely. It's absolutely. just ridiculous. Been waiting. Been waiting for it to happen. Actually, there was a muted. Uh, there was conversation some weeks ago. So, and then uh, some nothing. weeks ago, saying that uh, the Australian Federal Police were going to act on people like Bozzy. But they were on holiday, so it's fine. Yeah. So look, going to his little fucking Lieutenant Dave Kangaguru Graham, who I would say is basically the Eric Trump of the Bozzy cult. Like Eric. He is mm. a bit. His skin isn't good either. He's yeah. declared war on the <laughs> Aboriginal Tent Embassy, which has just been there for a casual 50 years, claiming they're a corporate entity and, you know, in cahoots with the government. And yeah, okay. Not, not exactly how it started, thanks. Uh, and he had his mate fucking UAP candidate Jennifer Stefanak send them an eviction notice. Former. Former. Uh, uh, former. former UAP candidate. Yeah, yeah, oh. former. Oh, she- look, there's, there's some lovely stories about her. We won't leave that for another time. Maybe the overflow. Yeah. So this sentiment obviously been pretty unpopular with those at the embassy, as you can imagine. Leah House, uh, Roxy Foley have just been taking the piss out of it because the only way you can respond to this, you need to mock this stuff. You can't yes. take it too seriously. The cops should be doing something, but we should be laughing at these fucking morons. But we will keep an eye on it just in case it does escalate into something weird. But so far, it's just that brain fart of an acid riddle brain and of course his <laughs> idiot followers who do what he tells them for some reason but that's, just, so far. that's so far that's just that's the bit i don't get you know how anyone could sort of look at the guru and go that's that's a man i want to follow that's my oh, guy oh, that's my guy that is my guy what the and hell? and <sighs> and our guy the guru has posted a list of pfizer officers across the country the names or the names and addresses of the of pfizer officers of branches across the country as well as courier companies suggesting that vaccines are no longer stored or refrigerated which is a thing he just made up yeah just in made his drug addled mind i mean it makes it more dangerous apparently no basis to this yeah. but he's but he but he posted that the office address of Pfizer, uh, Pfizer officers around the country and asked his followers to get along, you know. Yeah, just go. Turn up, you know. and, and, and I'm and not saying you should and, lynch them. And, yeah, no. And terrify a receptionist. You know? Yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, some and young girl. He, look, he's just smart Fuck's enough sake. to avoid an incitement blue. You know, just, he just says, just. "Oh, look, turn up and you know, show your colours and all this sort of stuff." Yeah, it's it, but it's not, but, but, but it's not read that way by a lot of cookers. I mean, if you're that stupid, that deluded, that crazy to follow the kangaroo. Anything is possible. Yeah, your monkey brain's going to go right to violence. There's no question. It's it's so fucking obvious. Anyway, it's it's very upsetting. And once again, the cops are doing fuck all. So far. John Larder, our favourite weird uncle, who used to be a paramedic and now absolutely is not, has been <laughs> laughing so hard at protest, it's just embarrassing, with his paramedic hat and that weird stethoscope, and it just screams, pay me attention, <laughs> while he he's, stands next to Hoodie. He's a grand laugher. Mm. Oh, he's the worst. And, like, you know, so Graham Hood's there, who, of course, regrettably ruined his Qantas costume with yeah, Mark Penn. He's not going to get another one, is he? Oh, mm. no. I mean, there's the, yeah, the, 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 that wardrobe is closed. And he's absolutely screaming, pay me attention, but slightly more successfully. And mate, just a side note here, by the way, I am completely convinced that Hoodie got a redundancy payment and did not quit with the vaccine thing. We can talk about that another time. Never got a response from Qantas, so I asked some questions yeah. of their media office and never he got a reply. Just ask questions, yeah. He absolutely took the money and ran and he's lying to all the cookers. I'm well, just the, saying. The, the, there's a sort of significant age difference between you know, his age now and when he would have been flying. You basically have to pack it in at 65. Yeah, more or less. I think it's 65, isn't it? Anyway, well, look, there is a, there is a bit yeah. of an age difference there, but a hoodie, the way Hoodie tells it is, oh, as soon as I heard about these 
commandos. I just, you know, I just, I marched into, I marched into uh, Quanta CEO's office and said, enough and no more. I'm out. Yeah. Well, actually, apparently you get three times redundancy, which is over the course of something like 30 years. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm almost certainly sitting on it. And yet he still has his hand out for donations. What an incredible movement they are. Anyway, so look, this has also the Lata hat wearing has caught the attention yeah. of the ACCC apparently, which I think is really funny because I didn't even know this is their jurisdiction and I didn't know they even did anything. But they sent him a letter. This is, of course, according to Lata yeah, himself. Yeah, this is according to Lata. It's liar. not ACCC. What it might have been is the Ambos saying, hey, 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 champion. Quit it, quit mm. it. But we've got to take this on face value because we have nothing else to go by. Yeah. But saying that he has to stop wearing the hat. And this is great because he bumbles through this whole like, oh, it's just a hat with his weird pervy mate hoodie next to him. But you can see he doesn't even believe his own bullshit. And having his costume taken away has given him the mega sads. Because like, how is he going to pick up chicks at protest now? Where's that sense of authority going to come from? I'm playing a thousand tiny violins for the former paramedic and candidate for the party formerly known as the Liberal Democrats. Oh, boo-hoo, The LARPers. The LARPers. Maybe the LARPers. they call themselves the LARPers. The Just LARPer party. Him, Hoodie, Agnew, all of them fucking LARPers. Bozy, LARPer, all of them LARPers. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the cooked northern rivers, still from floods, and we don't, we don't want to make too many gags about that. I'm just going to say but- as a side note here, we always kind of joked about the idea of how we need to wipe the northern rivers off the face of the earth. Now it's happened. We all feel really bad. And there's no way that we ever wanted that to happen. And you'd be like, oh, mate, fire no, away. No, no, just no, throw no. a nuclear weapon. Now it's flooded. We're like, oh, my God, you poor bastards. We actually like you. You're people after all. <laughs> beautiful country. And look, a great a great many people there are really lovely Really people. good people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, now, yeah. yeah. But there, are, there is that element there. It's a very strong element. Oh, there's element. an element. There's and an it element. includes the human thumb and cartoon hippie Tom Barnett, oh, who was taken out of trademark on Isabel Lucas's name, claiming half a million dollars is payable every time the name is uttered in public. Isabel Lucas, Isabel Lucas, Isabel Lucas. Bam! No, 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 Joel! <laughs> you didn't, sorry, Hill, it's done. You've just cost me one and a half million. For those who don't know, Isabel Lucas is an actress with a long history of anti-vax activism mm-hmm. and spouter of 5G nonsense. Yep. Get this, listeners. She was a guest speaker at an anti-5G rally in Byron Bay, wouldn't you know? Oh, yeah. uh, in October, that was in October 21, 2020, I should say, telling the crowd that 5G could be, and I quote, potentially ushering a regime of total surveillance. Not completely wrong, mind you, but that's okay. She has declined movie roles where cast and crew are required to be vaccinated against COVID-19. In February 2021, Lucas railed about craggy Pete Evans banned from social media and in her own Insta post compared our favourite pizza cook to Jesus, <laughs> and was banned from Instagram shortly for her trouble. Good. People on Instagram said, look, I, I'm not too sure about Jesus, but I know who Pete Evans is, and he ain't <laughs> fucking Jesus. Was Jesus a Nazi? I just yeah, don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> well, Jesus, is that in the Bible? The class act all the way, you know. <laughs> Police just got the, you know, the three-day graves. Terrible. No. Now, Tom Barnett, who intended to run for mayor of uh, the Byron Shire but failed to file his nomination papers with the New South Wales <laughs> Electoral Commission on time, you fucking hippie idiot, now claims he, is, uh, he now claims he's suing the New South Wales Electoral Commission, suing them. He's the one who actually did trademark Lucas's name. He actually, yeah, he actually went did through it. the process. Went through the process. Amazing. I'm surprised he could spell his own name, but he filled out the forms. What can you do? Uh, and then... Uh, after after an article was written by a friend of the podcast and Daily Telegraph journalist, Jane Hanson. Hey, Jane. Bar- 
Barnett then sent an invoice to News Corp demanding 500000 in payment on the knocker <laughs> for the this. use of Lucas's name. It's so good. He, he, in the letter, he said, you need to contract the copyright owner, sorry, you need to contact the copyright owner if you intend to use or make any reference to the name Isabel Lucas or the living woman who uses the name Isabel Lucas. And then he put and a then, copyright, yeah, symbol. copyright symbol. Oh, that's so there cringe. wasn't even a space between Lucas. It was just, <laughs> it's just so Beautiful. If you use the name or refer to the woman without permission, you agree to pay Tom Barnett AUD five hundred thousand per use or reference. Mister Barnett said in an email. Yeah, that's not how contracts work, Barnett. <laughs> yeah, it's not really how contracts work. And News Corp boys have replied saying to the saying, <laughs> saying in reply to the invoice essentially, no. yeah, nah, we no. really don't think so, mate. No. Eh. No. We don't think so, mate. No. A, a report from Jane in the telly on March 15 quoted Professor of Law at the University of Sydney, Kimberly Weatherall, who's an intellectual an intellectual property expert. Professor Professor Weatherall said, you have to register it, it in relation to goods and services. So there are so many reasons why this makes no sense. You hear that, hippie? No so sense. Many. So many reasons. So many reasons. She went on. It's delusion. It is not possible to have a valid trademark in someone else's name. Isabel Lucas has her own reputation in the name, so it is not a valid trademark. And even if there were a valid trademark, it does not prevent descriptive use of a term. So if you are using the term to refer to that name, you are not infringing the trademark. You are not planning to sell a newspaper under the name of the Isabel Lucas newspaper. Yeah, that's not going to take off. This is how we can report on BHP Coca-Cola and we can use the terms to describe the thing. It is a deep misunderstanding of the law. That's what Professor Weatherall said. You hear that, hippie? You're a fucking idiot. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Lucas has said only that she agreed to the arrangement if there was a fee for service, which is convenient. (laughs) I'll get the half million. Uh, uh, I'm happy with that. I'll Um, take a cut. But if if there's going to be any problems getting the money, I don't want to borrow it. That's really, really funny. It just, it makes absolutely no sense and obviously can't be enforced this way. This is completely absurd. But Barnett's going to Barnett. This is what he does because he's an insufferable <laughs> shit. He really is awful. Just an awful individual. And he also claimed that Lismore was being flooded by the government because it's pedophile central. I mean, what? thanks for that, Tom. That is like, because the thing is, you made that up. That's a weird thing a to make really up. It's a really weird thing to make up. Oh, man. yeah, mate. Avalon's full of pedophiles. That's where I'm from, by the way. <laughs> Fucking mutant. Money. I'll do anything for you. Just tell me what you want me to do. And the conditional release program is proudly brought to you today by the Chicken Farm Compound, full to the brim with freedom. Protesters who didn't make it home have now found a form of utopia in the mud and shit of a property (laughs) just outside Canberra in a property they don't own. Just imagine the smell. It's Listeners, ticket shit. if you long for a tree change, come along and sleep in the branches of one. <laughs> if you've craved that change of pace from the helter-skelter of 21st century living and seek a space where your only worry is malnutrition, scurvy and the odd dose of typhus, yeah. why not put a pineapple in the bucket and come on down? But when you feel the raw sewage squelch between your toes, <laughs> it means you're home which in this case is your car, or a humpy knocked up by a sexually violent uber hippie with a bloated sense of entitlement who'll demand sexual favours in lieu of rent. Viva la more, listeners. <laughs> and remember, if it's five-star accommodation you're after, the chicken farm has it all, oh, yeah. and you can see all five at night looking through the holes of the shredded tarpaulin that your new freedom mates call a roof in between coughing fits. <laughs> <laughs>
first things it says within the constitution is all laws within all within and with the entreaties of humble genius too good to make it on a fucking food show Thanos the Manos Panayetes travelling gently across the universe in waves before lapping softly across our ears it means it's time for which black bill fuckwit said that the quiz show that Thanos Panayetes described as those guys are fucking idiots you fucking idiot <laughs> That's what he says. That's and totally what he success- says. <laughs> if you're successful today, in which Black Bill fuck we said that, Joel, you'll be sent to the chicken farm oh. where you'll be free at last. Sleep in your car and catch a bad dose of scurvy. Scurvy, it's nature's way of telling you you need to visit the dentist. Or not because your teeth are gone. All right, quote one. This is a weather bomb. This is weather warfare on the peaceful people of Australia. Oh, that's dramatic. Wow. Was that? That nice man on Channel 7 who reads the weather in the morning, he's my favourite character after Kochi and the cash cow, Sam something or other. Uh... Was it? Activist who tells it like it is on Facebook and you can get it all by subscribing to his YouTube channel, Rain Man Robert Deutsch. I've only learned of this guy recently. Seems like a real fuckhead. Was it? Got a hat on to stop those damn chemtrails that probably started all the rain, craggy and still a bit damp. Pete Evans? (laughs) He never got damp. He was probably living in a fucking tower. Well, we've got best of five here, Joel. Or was it? He's just helping those poor bastards who have left everything. So donate now so he can buy himself something nice. Kanga Guru David Graham? You mean like the nice acid? (laughs) Yeah, the other good acid. Yeah, yeah I the really $20 like tab, not the 10. I really like yeah. Or was it eminent Eastern European historian, Welsh-born, now living in Poland, Ivor Norman Davies, which almost sounds like a Benny Hill line. Ivor Norman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ivor Norman Davies. He's a fantastic historian, by the way. His history of Europe is just superb. Anyway. But is he peeled? I don't think so. I so, don't look, think so. I'm going to go with the Robert Deutsch dick. Deutsch, Deutsch fuckhead. Deutsch, 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 you'd be, yeah. Well, my God, John, yes, you're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> you, had a, you had a one out of five. I don't know why I gave, uh, created five opportunities or five alternative answers there. But, yes, it is, in fact, Robert Deutsch, and we should have a good, long look at Robert. I had a uh, a bit of a squeeze uh, during the week. He is a fucking roll gold nutter, and he, and he basically has been claiming wherever there's a substantial downpour of rain, and what we had over uh, eastern Australia, particularly in southern Queensland and <laughs> was basically described as a ball of rain and it was trust trust me anyone who didn't see it we saw it down here in the in the southern highlands and it was a ball of rain we when in my part of the world we chopped the uh, we chopped the rainfall for one day and it was like 220 millimeters in it's just sheets of rain all day anyway robert deutsch reckons oh look i know what's going on here it's cloud seeding the government is cloud seeding and uh, and every every weather specialist around says, you know, meteorologist around says, mate, you can't create, you can't cloud seed that. But no, he, 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 he you that, can't. And he has all these weird followers too. Who go, he predicted this five days before it happened. The Bureau of Meteorology was predicting this <laughs> a fortnight before it happened, not five days. 14 days. That's very Fuck good. Fuck me, dude. Anyway. Well done, Joel. Look at his crystal ball, bomb.gov.au. Yeah. You're well on the way to toothless freedom. Mate, I'm all about free-range eggs, and I'm just going to go nick some from the barn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just go and steal some from a farm, another <laughs> from an actual farm. Yeah. Terrible. Here we go. Quote two. 
Putin's not trying to commit a genocide of the Ukrainians. That obviously makes no sense because there is no difference ethnically from Ukrainians and Russians. Ukraine wasn't a thing until 1990. Ukraine was created by the Russians. They speak Russian. This exposes how ignorant people are about the goals of Vladimir Putin. Goals. He's got goals. He's got he's goals. Got, oh, that's got motivational. Objectives. It's like he's going to the gym. Oh, man, I just want to do 10 chin-ups. <laughs> <laughs> was it referring to himself in the third person, which, as we all know, is a right reserved only for Australian Test cricketers, Vladimir Rutin Tutin Putin? Or was it too truthy for Fox News? So she's on a chat show now with Daily Wire, Candace Owens. Yeah, go further right, mate. Go further. Was right. it Russian Internet Research Agency just doing their own research, Glavnet? Or was it Putin let hookers piss on my dad in the Moscow Hilton so he can't be all bad? Donald Trump Jr. No, it sounds like Owens, but it also sounds too dumb, so it's probably Donald Trump Jr. because that's real dumb. It's dumb, it's dumb, it's dumb, it's dumb, but you've got the wrong dumb person, Joel. Very, very sorry to have to tell you that. Oh, dear. Yeah, look, it's hard to know where to start with this linguistically, (laughs) ethnographically, historically. I just didn't think she was quite that stupid. Ukrainian is an older language than Russian. That's the first thing. Ukraine as a uh, sort of nation state, if you wanted to call it that, is much older than Russia. In fact, Kiev, as the capital of Ukraine, existed while Moscow was basically a forest. And we're going back now to the yeah. 9th century. So this idea that, you know, it was all sort of, you know, the old former Soviet Union cartographers. They're not, well, let's just create this one and call it Ukraine. You're a fucking idiot, Candace Owens. You're a fucking moron. They hate communism, but they're like, no, no, no we should go back to USSR boundaries. Just make sure that all the natural resources and industries are being exploited by private interests. That's what we need. That's the only difference. Otherwise, USSR was great. <laughs> fucking idiots. Great cartographers. They created all these countries. Great lines. Great lines. Very squiggly, but yeah, oh I yeah. see the I, but I see the art in it. But that yeah, that's it. That's 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 what great cartography is about. The, yes, it the is really it. good squiggling. Too many straight lines in the US. It just shows rookie rookies. Yeah, rookies. Yeah. All right. So well, look, uh, we might still be able to get you down to the chicken farm. Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. <laughs> But you, you might be able to have some green vegetables when you get there. I no, just like the no, smell. You won't, you, unless you bring them yourself, you won't be up there. I'm bringing Barocca because I'm not kidding. I won't lose my teeth for this. <laughs> All right. Quote three. There are about 25 plus bio labs in Ukraine war zone, which could easily be breached, unleashing dangerous pathogens, igniting new worldwide pandemics. And they label those of us who say we must take action to prevent a new pandemic as being treasonous. Outrageous. Was that? Just pooping it out there? (laughs) Former Democrat Congresswoman for the second district in Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard. Was it Fox News' man in the Kremlin? He's a Kremlin gremlin. Tucker Carlson? Or was it let's have some adult fun as long as it doesn't involve Mm. blood play? Prominent QAnon spokesperson, Veronica Volsky. Or was it, I've just been told by my dad that hookers did not piss on him Uh. in the Moscow Hilton, so if you could delete my previous remark. Donald Trump. Jr. Allegedly, you allegedly, should, allegedly. You probably should delete that previous. I should, I should have, I should have warned you, Joel. Sorry. Okay, let's make it clear. Donald Trump Jr. now thinks that his dad wasn't pissed on by hookers in the Moscow Hill. Yeah, he was though. Anyway, just to clarify, let's just say it's probably Tucker fucking Carlson. Yeah.
Oh, you're wrong, Joel. What? Wow. I, I really did. I really, really? did you up this time. Yes, it was. Is it Tulsi Gabbard? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She's such she a tanky bitch. all week to, oh. to the point where she really sort of got to this quote. So, you know, oh, look, I'm not saying that this is being done for my biomedical uh, weapons uh, development. This is basically because you have these bio labs there, and we're going to talk about this uh, further in the program in our rabbit hole, going down a rabbit hole, um, that, you know, this was potentially dangerous. If they were hit by bombs all of a sudden, you know, you could start the next bubonic plague. <clears throat> we'll go through and describe why that is absolutely fucking stupid very, very soon. But, um, yeah, she was the one who said it, Democrat yeah. congresswoman who's, who wanted to have another crack, by the way. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Just a one out of three, Joel. Never Very mind. Sad. You'll miss out on the chicken farm. You must be devastated. I'm going to buy some eggs and I'm going to smash them on my head so I get the authentic <laughs> feeling of the smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't eat any limes. You didn't think of the smell, you bitch. <laughs> Just don't need, eat any limes because you could still sort of, you know, feel a bit lucky. I've still spent scurvy. so much money saving these teeth. I'm not. No, no. No. Now, we asked listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners, if you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by criminally stupid people, drop us a line. We'll send you a stubby holder and some assorted TCRP tatter I've got around my desk. If you make our lives easier and send Jack a quote we can use on the show, it's it, it, we like it. It's heartwarming. And we remind listeners the condition release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. Yes, it is. And we can also reveal that the condition release program stubby holder is manufactured Manufactured in a US-funded biolab in Ukraine. So wash your hands after use, or you could kick off the fifth visitation of the Black Death. Ugh. Just saying, or as Condition Release Program law talking guy says, you say it, Joel. Without prejudice. There you go. That ought to keep us out of any lawsuits that might arise from the economic consequences of a plague that kills two-thirds of the world's population, which would be terrific for climate change, by the way. Bill know? Gates would be yeah. stoked. Silver lining, silver lining. Yeah. Now, we asked listeners to drop us a line if they want to contribute to which Black Bill Fuckwit said that. Mark to the attention of Jack. Bury the quote, please. Bury it. At our email address. And we did see a number of burials this week, including one from our good friend, Friend Harrow, and I'm sorry we we uh, we couldn't use your quote, Harrow, because we had to turn it into news, and that was uh, Tom Barnett's fucking stupidity. Wasn't that great though? Wasn't that great? And now we bring you a segment featuring people who believe everything they read on the internet, which isn't much because they basically stick to sovereign citizen Telegram groups because they're fucking morons that live in echo chambers. They're <laughs> subsets. They're on a collision course with reality and a concept totally bizarre to them. Consequence in this week's. Subsets through the mud. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. Uh, we were going to run with Australia's favourite cartoon hippie, Tom Barnett in Subsets v. The Man today, oh. with the bearded mega dweeb having copyrighted <laughs> half-wit full-on conspiracist Isabel Lucas, claiming Lucas was a living woman who uses the name Isabel Lucas. Yeah. Subset shittery fuckery if ever there was. Mm-hmm. As we reported earlier, Barnett sent an invoice to News Corp for 500000 Not only will they not pay it, there is now the prospect of an expensive legal battle that could see hippie human thumb Tommy Boy Barnett living in a van down by the river. <laughs> On a tatami mat. Uh, at the Condition Release Program, free man on the land, sui juris. We take a leaf out of Barnett's tatami mat and impose copyright over fish and chips. So every time anyone orders fish and chips 
or even thinks, I might have fish and chips for dinner tonight, they owe us a stack of money and Good. Joel will send them an invoice. Every day. Not to mention the shops who sell fish and chips, they'll be into us for plenty. It's not protection money. It's not a racket. It's trademark. It's, it's copyright right. law. It's, it's right. totally different. It's the law. It's just See, the we law. have a conditional release program that's conditional with two semicolons. Oh, yeah. Own fish and chips. Copyright pending from this day forth. Yeah. As to whether we own chips or indeed fish, well, that's something for the courts to decide. Yeah, get Whales your nose are mammals, which are occasionally mistaken for fish, so we might have a slice of them too, so to speak. Put them on the plate with, with some chips, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Japanese whale. market. Mm. Lucrative. And we reserve all rights, deeds and titles, etc. But our complete and utter ownership of fish and chips notwithstanding. Today on Soft Seeds Feed the Man, we are going forth to the US Midwest, to the great state of Missouri, where a man, <laughs> a free man, Michael Charles, sui juris, jus soli, acting as petitioner, filed a series of complaints with the court regarding traffic fines and related citations. And this is just a regular traffic blue of little note, but it does show the lengths of sits will go to A, choke up the courts with their insane nonsense, yep. and B, provide an amusing sign of a soft sit who marches confidently into a courthouse, thinking he has a system over a barrel, no way he can lose, only to have his ass handed to him by the man. That's what's really funny. That's right. the funny bit. Right. So Michael Charles. That's Charles with a small C. Weird. Yeah, and it's such a sausage thing. Just why? Just the, capital if letters. If you don't use capital, capitals, they can't be found on a mailing list. You know? Amazing. So Michael dumb. Charles, that's Charles with a small C, as I say, argued that he was travelling in a, quote, private capacity oh, just when stop, he was just issued traveling. multiple traffic fines for driving licence revoked and failing to register a motor vehicle. In the Missouri Circuit Court, Michael Charles, that's Charles small c semicolon comma, claimed he does not operate in commerce, nor does he possess any contract with the Missouri Department of Revenue, wherein he would be required to be in possession of a driver's license or have been issued a driver's license number. As such, these citations, he claimed, are false in every sense of the word. Further, the police officer who pulled him over did falsely identify him and has caused the, caused him harm by falsely identifying the uh, the petitioner <coughs> as a person and not the sovereign American he is, and attempted to force the petitioner into his jurisdiction, depriving the sovereign of his inalienable rights of life, liberty, and happiness. I'm angry just thinking about it. It's Pursuit of it's happiness, ridiculous. actually. Don't just get happiness. Give you, you've got to pursue it. You do have to pursue it. Yeah, you can't just get happiness. Everything is earned. It's but that was his filing anyway. A month after the citations, he filed a UCC 1 slash 308 without dishonour. Now, well, Joe, I'm not a lawyer. But no. I'll, I can tell you that a UCC 1 slash 308 is kind of the equivalent of saying without prejudice, mm. which is a legal assertion much beloved by self-seeds, which basically means you can't touch me for anything really stupid I've written or, or done, and it doesn't work. I no. mean, it is no. not worth the paper it's fucking typed on, right? No. Anyway, so you got on to that. We've got this uh, long and exhaustive police of uh, bugging me over and, uh, you know, falsely identified me and, and then brought me considerable harm by it's not treating me as an American sovereign. Uh, Michael Small C. Charles complained also that the judge was practising law from the bench. Joel, that's a horrible thing to accuse a judge of doing, isn't it? It is not not wise. Not wise at all. They won't like that. He also sought to sue the clerk of the court, the okay. police officer, and, and the police officer who wrote him up. Yeah, that'll go well. So how did it all end up? His application to sue was denied. And laughed at, I'm sure. The judge dismissed the case 
The soft sits license remained revoked and his fine stood, saying, and I quote, this is the judgment, such allegations of sovereignty and exemption from jurisdiction have been rejected as frivolous in this circuit and in other federal courts around the nation, they are rejected as well. So we'll take a quick look at the scoreboard there, Joel. That soft sits zero. The man won. I can't wait till they get a goal. That surely, surely they must they at still, some point. They still have another winner. Probably a little bit like North Melbourne. Ah, oh, <laughs> did they lose? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, I still haven't worked it out yet. And if you haven't worked it out, keep asking the question and keep looking for the answers because it's irrelevant. And we are going down the conditional release program rabbit hole today in a topic we brought up in our Black Bill Fuckwit segment, where we mentioned the comments of Tulsi Gabbard, a former Democratic Congresswoman from Hawaii. Gabbard made some claims about Ukrainian biolabs and feverishly walked them back to a concern that the existence of these biolabs in a war zone created the potential for a release of dangerous pathogens if one or more of the 25 or more Ukrainian biolabs came under fire. Yeah, the existence of these so-called biolabs, let's just call them laboratories because that's what they are and almost every country around the world has them. I mean, one even exists on the International Space Station. Ooh, scary. And like it must be said, nobody actually calls them biolabs. That's not a thing. That term is designed to sound ominous by QAnon dickheads and it does. It sounds scary. It's just that sort of, you know, thriller novel bullshit they editorialize these things with. But like Mm -hmm. obviously they're not inherently evil. Biological laboratories are where vaccines and other pharmacological treatments and cures are created. These These are, generally speaking, good things. Sometimes these are also for veterinary purposes, you know, to fix up your dog and cat who you love so much. Mm -hmm. But the Russians have accused the US of weaponizing biological agents in Ukrainian biolabs. Of course they are. And this, of course, has set off the usual suspects. And it's just so easy. Like, I mean, you just dangle things in front of them and they jump. So- the claims were first made by Maria Zakharova, a spokesperson for the Russian Foreign Ministry, called on Washington to come clean about what she termed illegal activities in Ukraine. Ooh, that's a bit vague. Ooh. And then if by magic, the far right and conspiracy media just followed along, spouting misinformation, disinformation directly from Russia. And the story, the fantasy, spread further through Russian internet research agency Glavnet, Russian disinformation bots that reach over 150 Americans alone on social media and op-eds and blogs knocked out by Russian sims, like the usual suspects, as we said. Mm -hmm. Alex Jones gave it a bit of a stab on Infowars, where he pushed that narrative of the Ukrainian invasion being a purge of the deep state, a new world order, claiming that George Soros had his, like, tentacles all through Ukraine, and this was purging that somehow, and he basically owned the country, which makes, like, no sense. (laughs) And there was this, you know, sort of playground for these elite baby fuckers like Hillary Clinton, you know, like, there's tunnels with kids and shit, all this sex trafficking, blah, blah, blah. that's been around, yep. The biolabs for Jones was just another arrow in his quiver of angry disinformation. You know, like, Jones is a master of manipulation, but his simping for Putin is so next level, it -hmm. it really seeps through. Like, at some point, Jones will attempt to sort of distance himself from the Russian dictator, but then he sort of reminds himself that Joe Biden supports Ukraine and opposes Putin, and then that opposition defiance disorder just kicks in, and he starts cheerleading for war, and his crush on Vladimir becomes this full-blown infatuation. And, you know, the, 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 the mask just slips off, you know? No, it's embarrassing. But the thing with Jones is he has a significant reach, but he lives on the fringe. When Tucker Carlson on Fox News, which is the most watched show on cable news, which is fucking terrifying, he took the story, 
It blew up, and then, of course, it went mainstream. Yeah, Carlson has uh, virtually plagiarised Vladimir Putin on his show on Fox News. He claims the Pentagon is lying about the purpose of the Ukrainian biolabs, hurling about the term weapons of mass destruction and likening these bioweapons, alleged bioweapons, to Mm. America's nuclear weapons stockpile. And Maria Zakharova provided documents from the Russian Defence Ministry, RIA, and people who can't speak or read Russian peruse them and came up with a two-way conspiracy. (laughs) Either the Ukrainians had a biological warfare capability or the existence of deadly pathogens in Ukrainian biolabs could be released in the course of battles against the Russian army, Russians being the invaders. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. Uh, The second is the conspiracy put about by Tulsi Gabbard, who we put about before, saying, oh, no, if there's war there, then there'll be, you know, these deadly pathogens will come out. So the Russians will tell you that it's the former, that the Ukrainians do have a biological warfare capability all provided and funded by the Americans. Mm -hmm. And the people Republic of China jumped in in support of the Russians. I couldn't believe that. you think that. Xi and his buddies in the Chinese Politburo should shut the fuck up about breakout biological pathogenic viruses. <laughs> Hello, Wuhan. <laughs> but no, they uh, chipped in and said, well, we're very, very concerned about all of this. The Kremlin says... Uh, Ukraine has biological weapons. The US believes the Russians are pursuing propaganda uh, to justify, possibly justify, a biological or chemical weapons attack of their own. And here's the thing, uh, because the Russians have a huge bioweapon stockpile, enormous, the largest in the world. They killed at least 68 of their own people and probably a whole lot more with an anthrax leak in Svedlovsk in the Urals in 1979. Oh, dear. There is no doubt the Russians have expanded their biological weapon stockpile since the collapse of the former Soviet Union, where it was out of control then. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Carlson doesn't mention any of this, of course. He's just sort of asking questions. I fucking hate him. So and Carl, much. Carlson has said or ad nauseum that Russia would not invade Ukraine up to a week before the invasion actually took place. Now he's changed gears and turned to material from journalist and lawyer Glenn Greenwald, Ugh. who in a one-hour video available on Rumble asserted and used screenshots of Zakharova's documents from the RIA. Greenwald's videos began, we don't know if biological weapons are in Ukraine. That's ominous, isn't it? We don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But they might be. Ooh. We don't know if biological weapons weapons are in Ukraine, we do know there are dangerous biological research facilities there. Yep. But the history of US programs gives the lie to White House denials about bioweapons in general. Mm-hmm. So it, it, Greenwald's taking that. It could be that Ukraine has got biological weapons, but if they don't, they have these dangerous biological research facilities Ooh. there. Now, Greenwald's documents from the RIA purport to show that the Ukrainians were scrubbing evidence of a biological weapons research program. And this is the thing that pisses me off. I have to jump in and just say that Glenn Greenwald used to be a good journalist. He did. It's so fucking sad to see how he's gone from this excellent source of investigative journalism to this crackpot who just simply opposes anything the US State Department says. And I've been hearing that apparently his work with Edward Snowden really broke him. And basically now he's got a giant vendetta against the US for the way he treated Snowden. And they treated Snowden like shit, to be fair. Oh, and it's fuck just- Snowden. But it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, they were mates, they were working together. Yeah, he found this. This his faith in the U.S. had been completely broken. Well, that's 
now possible. he's turned into a propaganda machine to attack anything that comes to the US government. And truth be damned. And I uh, fuck you, man. Like, two wrongs don't make a right. You're an asshole now. Fuck you. And by the In way, the just by, by a little way of tangent, what does Edward Snowden think about the invasion of Ukraine? Haven't heard from him. Haven't uh, seen him tweeting anything up there. Yeah, that's interesting. I have to say, you know, it's, it's very likely that he's all for the invasion. I would fucking say so. Of the Ukraine. Anyway. He seems like a big mate is, of Russia. Neither, neither Joel nor I are biochemists. No. The places I get to chemistry is making a cup of coffee in the morning. It is. It's magic. <laughs> uh, but, we're, but we're going to turn to a real chemist, Dr. Olga Peterson, a Soviet-born geneticist living and working in Sweden, uh, who, along with a team of scientists from Belarus, France, uh, and Sweden, uh, set about looking at these documents from RIA and 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 try to interpret on the topic of Ukraine's development of bacteriological weapons and try and debunk this nonsense. Okay. Peterson's team comprehensively debunked the evidence, including the documents, in a long thread that people can find on my Twitter timeline. It is very, very long. <laughs> I think there are about 40 or 50, 40 or 50 uh, uh, um, items in the thread, but it's well worth a look. Uh, but I'll summarise for the program and started the thread by saying we may not be specialists in military propaganda and we may even fall for it, yeah. but we can and will expose all the fakes published by Goebbels TV. Ooh. Mm. We work in this area, we're not banned by Google and we're ordained by God himself to comb through microbes and scientific articles. Mm -hmm. And rather than scrubbing evidence of a biological weapons research program, as described by Greenwald, Peterson's team described the methods of disposal under high temperature was in fact just standard cleaning. Mm. The team went on to say that none of the above, listen to this, none of the above strains is a bacteriological weapon agent. Are there deadly disease agents on the list? No, not one. No cholera, no plague, no tularemia. I don't even know that? what that is. Yeah. No typhus, no anthrax, no legionnaire's disease, no syphilis, etc. Mm, so no, no deadly disease agents in these bio labs. Nothing at fun. All. No fun. Real sad. She goes on to say, reference bacterial strains can be purchased from many microbial collections worldwide, including Russians, Russian ones. And she went through some of the purchase orders to identify where some of these bacterial strains have been obtained from, and many of the bacterial strains had been purchased from Russian labs, some from the US, some from Europe. She goes on to say, if you look at a list of what any microbiological laboratory, and especially clinical laboratory, consistently utilises, then any such laboratory could be classified as a potential developer of weapons of mass destruction, including in Russia as well, Mm -hmm. and on the space station. (laughs) Peterson's team concluded the statements distributed by RIA, the Ministry of uh, the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, etc., are unsubstantiated anti-scientific bullshit. That's a direct quote. So there you have it. It's bullshit. Ukraine does not have a US-funded bioweapons program, and even if these biolabs were smashed open by Russian armaments, there is no prospect of anything nastier than E. coli emerging, which you can find in plentiful supply in your kitchen or bathroom anyway. Oh, yeah, especially mine. Oh, yeah, you said mine. 
Mm. But actual facts and science do not burden cookers. No. QAnon and QAline cults are dining off it, and mm. other cookers are claiming the Ukrainian biolabs are working on the next COVID, which is pretty funny considering they didn't think COVID was real 18 months ago. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. They come up with anything and everything. It's fucking absurd. And like, look, as I mentioned before, it seems like a lot of this really comes from this sort of bizarre form of opposition defiant disorder. Yep. Like, if Biden wanted to join Putin and said he was a great leader and this war was a noble effort to denazify Ukraine, the usual suspects would be screaming war crimes, calling them dictators and going off their fucking brains because these are political infants. They don't espouse views. They throw tantrums. So, like, this is something you can clearly see on Pete Evans' Telegram channel. And we have touched on this in the week in Pete Evans a few times, but he's simping for Putin. It's just, it's a mix of several things. The one recurring theme that I'm finding he's open about, at least, is whatever the mainstream is reporting, he's going to oppose it. He says that so openly. I'm sorry, that's not a virtue, that's a flaw. And it's a genuinely bizarre way of seeing the world, desperately trying to find your own truth just in everything. I would say this is just so you can seem like the smartest person in the room because you've got secret intel from your white hat sources. Well, the only time Pete's ever going to be the smartest person in the room was when he's the only person in the room, That's about right. That is about right. I mean, fucking hell. So, like, the fact that Hunter Biden worked for a gas company in Ukraine, it's just catnip to these people because they're constantly making up these bizarre stories about Hunter's involvement in almost everything because to them, he's the perfect villain. He's both this immoral sex pest cokehead who couldn't rub two brain cells together (laughs) if he's burned them all with meth and crack cocaine. But he's also the son of the president and an evil mastermind and, you know, basically anything they come up with. Consistency? No, that's for normies. No, no, no. (laughs) Fucking so tiring to watch. Why do I do this? Telegram generally is an absolute cesspool of spam. That is what platform was like. I mean, you've got crypto scams everywhere, repeated posts by bots that just go across all the groups everywhere and just litter the platform. There's no moderation. The format's really basic. They don't have many controls for this stuff. So many of the groups that used to be simply about a few anti-vaxxer mums in the Northern Rivers talking about vaccine adverse reactions between yoga posts are now full-blown outlets of Russian propaganda. And these people, they don't ask questions. They don't do their own research. It is fucking (laughs) astounding what people on this platform Mm. just believe without any kind of further investigation at all. Compound that with the fact that they think that fact-checkers are corrupt and you can bet that anything resembles some form of truth will be considered a lie and any bullshit story from the Gateway Pundit or various QAnon accounts will just become the gospel truth in their heads. And this is, it's so fucking annoying to watch this happen. So one person whose support for Russia surprises absolutely no one is the Aussie Cossack. And while the Cossack, Simeon Boykov, has been an absolute simp for Putin in the past and actively promotes Russian culture in Australia, which are his words, this is his thing, the way in which he's been spreading disinformation to his audience has been astonishingly effective. I'm not saying it's surprising that he's simping for Putin. I'm saying that it's surprising anyone's fucking listening to it. So I went to Boykov's Telegram channel and decided to fact check the first post I saw. Let's see if everything's full of shit. It claimed that US jets were being deployed in Poland. I googled it. No. Turns out the jet landed in Poland once in March last year for the purpose of refueling. Like, it's just a lie. It's it's fairly it's fairly obvious to anyone who's watching that the US are deeply opposed to to establishing a no-fly zone. They've said it over and over again, they, and they're not they minting. They know that that will be you know, it's a, war, and, and that will lead to an escalation. So they they are not interested in that. No, they're so, not. Yeah, but of course. In Boykos world, yeah, it's all different. Because what he gets to do is basically he's inciting anger. That's what he's doing. So if you look at the comments on the thread, it is this angry, 
Nazi-riddled nonsense where everyone is, you know, calling out NATO as if they fucking know what it is and generally just being aggressive infants. Like I say, they're not having political views in here. They're having fucking tantrums. And, of course, this is the thing. You know, this is what he does and he's very good at it. And this is all on the shoulders of the pandemic that created this perfect storm of fear fear and anxiety, which has turned into this well-built network of disinformation channels and a wide audience for these exciting lies. They're titillating because the truth is boring. But news from the Cossack, (laughs) so much fun. What's going to happen next? Oh, it's like a thriller. Yeah, he should be working for a current affair, really, you know, just absolutely. I mean, like, he's just, but he's a fiction merchant. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's so painful. And while it is incredibly weird to see hippies cheerleading for war, you know, peace, love, light, and artillery shells, when you look at Telegram, it makes total fucking sense. If you take all this insane horseshit on face value, Putin's a fucking great guy who's there to liberate Ukraine from the Nazis, the deep Mm. state, and turn it into a functional democracy just like Russia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good one, mate. But the thing is, these people do take it on face value. Yeah. Anything that opposes the na- mainstream narrative is the truth to them. It's actual opposite day, like kindergartners. <laughs> we are watching the political equivalent of angry toddlers, and it is only going to get worse. I'm tired. Tired. Mm. Yeah, Joel's very tired. And we have to leave our rabbit hole there. The deadly biological warfare topic for the minute because we've got something on the stove. It's rich in selenium. Is that how you pronounce it? Selenium. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin K, and it might cure COVID. It better. It's one of Craggy Pete's recipes, one of millions of healthy meals the Cragster has whipped up when he's not been busy, which isn't often because Pete always has huge weeks and he's just had another one. And we're going to tell you all about it in the week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, and at the beautiful Evolve Sanctuary where the craggy face conspiracy theorist lives, the soup of the day is regret. Aww. Pete's most recent journey of sadness was triggered by a disinformation meme from Russia to reinforce Ooh. the idea that all Ukrainians are fucking Nazis. Uh. It shows the Sonorad, also known as the Black Sun. He knows this now because he Googled it, which is the <laughs> Nazi symbol that got Panzer Tank Pete in tons of trouble. Yep. And then yeah, it shows we the all symbol. Remember it embroidered on the chest of a woman in military fatigues, implying that she's in the Ukrainian armed forces, which is full of Nazis, with a sonorad clearly on her uniform. So he goes on to whinge. Mm, he says, hmm. Mm. Just putting it out there, just asking questions. Just asking mm. questions. Remember when I posted a harmless, humorous meme, which is which had this symbol on it? I honestly had no idea what it meant at the time, <laughs> in parentheses. Yes, you did. And it cost me pretty much every business license I've ever had. The media made up the most ridiculous story of me being a neo-Nazi, which I'm not, nor have I ever been ever. I, I wonder why the mainstream media is backing the neo-Nazis in Ukraine at the moment. What a fucking trip this life is, and I love watching it unfold in real time. Hearts, rainbows, peace, and well, the sun's coming out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a bit rainy there, hasn't it? Mate, what I love, Pete, is watching your life unfold (laughs) in real time. And of course, there's a grain of truth in this, but it's mostly horseshit. I looked it up. Logically.ai had a look at this and found that while the woman does appear to be in Ukraine, there is zero reason to believe she's in the armed forces. The fatigues aren't the official uniform. There's no link. But the thing is, nobody's doubting that there's Nazis in Ukraine, Pete. It's actually a genuine concern that far-right-wing militias 
not only exist, but maybe galvanized and further armed by this war, even possibly recruiting new members from around Europe who didn't know they existed and now going and fighting with their Nazi brothers. The mainstream media, which you, like, for some reason have opposition defiant disorder against, is covering this in detail. And this is all due to the war that Putin, who you constantly simp for, started. There's that, Pete. Yeah. So I'm packing this for you, dickhead. But let's not forget, there's Nazis in Yukai too, mate. Maybe we should denazify the northern rivers. Mm. What about that? I can see how this would trigger you, mate. You feel like the world is backing the Ukrainian Nazis, but not you, the northern rivers Nazi. How is that fair? It's not fair. Okay, we either don't support Nazis or we support all Nazis. Okay, let's get let's be consistent. Yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. here is actually that you're a fucking idiot. I wouldn't buy a cookbook from her. Just saying, I'm not on her side. Much like I wouldn't buy a cookbook from you. <laughs> yeah, but that's fair. If someone, say Vladimir Putin, sent artillery fire into the evolved sanctuary, I would probably advocate for you not to be blown into little neo-Nazi pieces. I mean, hmm. probably is doing a bit of heavy lifting in that sentence, probably, but I probably, probably. wouldn't. I probably, probably wouldn't. So, Possibly. Look, Pete chugged down a few red wines and a couple of nangs and went on to get real sad. Once he started thinking about how that butterfly meme really fucked up his life and how he used to be someone and now he's yeah. not. So he posted later with this whingy post. Mm. And this was my book released during the start of the, all in cap, scam pandemic. This book contains recipes that focus on zinc, selenium, vitamin K, copper, vitamin C, omega-3 and vitamin D. He's going to full stop after vitamin. And also <laughs> contains recipes for the natural forms of the... the. I, I get the sense he's really, really in trouble. He's here. quite pissed. <laughs> recipes for the natural forms of the, the pharmaceuticals they banned during this scam. The focus of this book and the reason I wrote it was become no. Health authorities were speaking about how to build and maintain a robust immune system. Well, not quite sure what that means, but, you know... <laughs> I know, he's got a lot of angst. We were cancelled pretty much the week after this came out into the shelves. Probably just, ooh, here we go. Probably just a coincidence, he reckons. Ah, Rainbows. Stars. What have we got? Shooting stars. You can wish upon those and peace symbol. So just as a side note, what I do is I get Jack to read out Pete's like direct quotes that he writes because they're fucking difficult to read because they're absolutely gibberish. He's, but a, it's very he's funny. in a lot of pain. That's me, that's me dudding you on that one. That's a hospital pass of a script bit. So, yeah, <laughs> Pete, look, it wasn't the fact that you posted a Nazi meme after posting about Holocaust denial openly and platforming Holocaust deniers on your fucking podcast. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was Big Pharma trying to keep your book of secret <laughs> recipes off the shelf that would cure COVID and stop them from selling their nasty vaccine. Like, Fuck off. It's, I'm seeing it clearly now. It's Having probably just read his post, it wasn't so clear. But now I can see it clearly. It's just fucking embarrassing. I mean, God, like Isabel Lucas called you Jesus and now look at you. <laughs> look at you. Well, same footwear. Same footwear as Jesus. But it's not that, is it, Pete? It no. fucking burns you up that nobody cares about you anymore. The <laughs> anger you have for Fauci and Gates and Soros is really just anger you have for yourself for being such a massive dumb cunt and saying the quiet part out <laughs> loud. You never say the quiet part out yeah. loud. You could have asked the Jewish question for years on the down low before people noticed and realised you're a massive Nazi, but you're too fucking stupid for subtlety and nuance and you went straight for a full-blown Nazi meme because you're a fucking moron. Son and Red Pete, 
It's on a red, mate. Just, it's not just, not just Nazi stuff. It's SS, mate. Just no. Just no. So, look, he also claims of this for his heel book saying... The post above seems to be very similar to my book release just before the all-in-caps hoax of a, inverted commas, pandemic. Interesting coincidence that they decided to destroy my books. <laughs> And yeah, they, not they make them available at retail stores under the guise of being a neo-Nazi. Well, just by the by, Booktopia still continues to <laughs> sell, you, sell your kit, mate, even though they said they weren't going to. Yeah, but everyone that's else, right. Everyone else uh, came off the long run and, and dropped, uh, dropped the short one into your body. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Bloody I can Booktopia. see where he's coming from now. He could have saved the world. But he wasn't allowed to. No, he wasn't allowed because to. Because he was posting SS, Shustafel, fucking memes on on social media. And I'm just going to say right here, Pete, it wasn't the guys you got pilled. Yeah. When someone called you out for using the Sonorad on the post, you said, this is a fucking quote. Everyone has a screenshot. I was waiting for someone to notice that. You are the author of your own demise and you what fucking know it. Yeah, All I want from you, Pete, that. is to admit it. Just be honest for once in your life. As Tom Tanaki told us, someone got in your ear and made you ask that Jewish question. You watched you roper or like eight fucking hours of it or whatever. And because <laughs> you're a gullible idiot, which is exactly why Nazis slid into your DMs, because you're a famously soft target with a fucking sponge brain, you got completely red-pilled and here we are. Your career is ruined, nobody likes you, and despite your pathetic denials, or oh, I had to Google neo-Nazi. Look, Pete, I mock you for being <laughs> dumb, but you're not that fucking dumb. Everyone knows that you think the Holocaust is a big stitch-up because you posted it. You said it out loud, Pete, for <laughs> Christ's sake. And now that you're cheerleading for Putin, it's clear you've just got a weird boner for authoritarian strongmen, and you're also just gullible and you listen to anything that comes out of fucking opposition mouths. The thing that really pisses me off is that you're too insecure to be honest about it. Just be upfront. Thomas Sewell can say it. Why can't you? But look, just I'm just going to say, be careful what you wish for, Pete, because if you call for regions to be denazified, the Northern Rivers may very well wind up on Putin's hit list. Hey, Putin, <laughs> what do you reckon about an invasion of Byron Bay? You might get yourself a nice holiday house. He does have those hypersonic missiles, so he could be there very quickly. That's it. There's Nazis detected. We know they're there. <laughs> you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. Just search for it. You know you know the words. You, you yeah. know the title of the podcast. Unless you're a bit Google weird. it, just like neo-Nazis. Exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll great results. Google us and then neo-Nazis. See what comes up. Look, also, promoting a podcast easier said than done, please share us. I mean, like, if we do it, it's weird. Yes, and we've seen some of that, and that's great. And the Patreon is it. up and running, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. Yeah, for as little as five bucks a month, you have access to all sorts of bonus content. We make it all the time now. And if you give us enough money, you can actually watch us record the damn show. You can be a part of our recording, which is kind of cool. like that. Yeah, it's cool. And if we get to a 1,000 patrons, we promise that we will copyright all of your names and flick you a lazy half a mil or at least a percentage anytime anyone uses your name in any context, including your parents. The living person. You can be the living person. Yes. So join up at patreon.com slash the conditional release program. And finally, all feedback. 
tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's simply to inform us that we've breached your personal copyright. And are you a gazillion in gold, Kruger Rands, payable yesterday? Oh, no. We'll pay up, we promise. Please don't sue. I just need to get a loan from Shillingsworth. <laughs> thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. And a PS, a big thanks to Digits, who not only shares the podcast, but editorializes it and also plugs the Patreon. Thank you so much. If you yeah, made it, it to this ending work. point, love Thank you so work. much. Cheers, mate.